Hello and welcome to the Californiography Podcast. I am your host, Javier Servin, aka Fuhauser. Hope you all are doing well. I'm excited to finally get around and talk about today's topic. Back at the beginning of March, my wife Ellie and I took a road trip up to Northern California, and one of our stops was the town of Boonville in Mendocino County. Boonville is a small town located in the Anderson Valley. It's about 100 miles north of San Francisco. You can catch the 128 from the 101 to get there. I don't remember where I first learned about Boonville. It might have been a YouTube video or some online article. But once I learned about the town and the secret language that was developed there in the late 19th century known as Bootling, I knew that I had to go visit. I spent the last two months reading books on Bootling and its history. I just posted a video about it on my YouTube channel, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to harp boot. That phrase will make sense at the end of this episode, trust me. Just a heads up, I usually keep it pretty G-rated here, but there's just too many good Bootling words for adult topics, so we're definitely going to get PG-13 today. So Bootling is the name of the local language that was developed and widely used in the vicinity of Boonville between 1880 and 1920. That name is a combination of Boon, which is the nickname of Boonville in that language, and the abbreviation of Lingo. The Anderson Valley was the perfect place for a unique language to develop due to its remoteness and difficult terrain. Now there's three versions as to how it's believed that the language was created. One says that it was developed by a group of young men as a form of teenage slang. You know, the type that you developed with your friends when you were younger. They continued to add on to it and over the years their family and friends picked it up and it continued to be developed. Another version is that it was started by adults as a way to talk about taboo topics they didn't want the youngsters to know about. But they figured out anyway and ran with it and developed it further. The third and my favorite version goes like this. A young woman from the Bay Area became pregnant at a wedlock and was sent by her parents to live with friends in the valley. All the local women worked together in the hops fields and passed the time talking, and since that young woman was among them, they made up words to gossip about her situation without her knowing. They shared those words with their spouses, who also began to use them, and that's how the language started. Regardless of how it was created, Bootling grew to have over a thousand words, mostly nouns, verbs, and adjectives that were widely spoken or understood by almost all the inhabitants of the area. They even taught it in schools as a second language. Some of the Boonters, uh, that's the name for residents of Boonville, were so engrossed in the language that it said that some had to relearn how to speak English when they went off to fight in World War I. That seems kind of hard to believe, but Bootling had very hyperlocal references, so if you didn't grow up in the cultural context that it was created, you wouldn't understand it. The language developed among people who had a Midland American dialect background. It has strong Scot-Irish elements, and it also borrowed terms from the indigenous Pomo language and from Spanish. If you speak Spanish and you heard a Boonter say Brego, you might guess that it meant sheep since it kind of sounds like Borrego, and that's in fact where the word comes from. Or if you heard the word Calopity, you might guess that it has to do with a horse since it kind of sounds like the sound that a horse's hooves make when they're walking. However, a lot of the words came from the nicknames or names of the local residents or happenings in town. So it's no wonder that outsiders couldn't understand Boonling. For example, if I told you that my neighbor was a shovel tooth, would you have any idea what I was talking about? Well, shovel tooth is the boon word for doctor. Apparently, the first doctor in town had protruding teeth 
and everyone called him Shovel Tooth. And that eventually became the default word for doctor, regardless of the state of their teeth. What if I told you that I got bluebirded? You'd never guess the meaning unless you knew the context in which the term was coined. Bluebirded means to get thrown off a horse. Apparently, it comes from a young boy who got bucked off a horse and said, I got thrown so high that a bluebird could have built a nest on my ass. You see what I'm talking about? How would you ever know what it meant without context? Once Boonter started stringing words together into sentences, good luck. For example, there's a plaque at the Anderson Valley Historical Museum that was placed there to commemorate the language. Now let's see if you can figure out what this says. Bucky Waltered my apple to a T-Drix for ball chiggle and zeese. I'll repeat it one more time. Bucky Waltered my apple to a T-Drix for ball chiggle and zeese. I'll give you a second. Give up? Well, let's break it down piece by piece. Bucky is the boot word for nickel, and Walter comes from Walter Levi, who owned the first telephone in town. Once payphones came around, a call cost a nickel, so naturally, a payphone became a Bucky Walter. Appled comes from Applehead, which means girlfriend. Apparently, someone once insulted a Boonter's girlfriend by calling her an Applehead because her head was very small. So that insult became the word for girlfriend, and then it was shortened to Appled. Tdrix is shortened from tea drinkers and means party. Ball means good and comes from a Scotch Boonter that would say, that's ball, when something was good. Chiggle is a dialectic word that means food. And finally, Zeese comes from the nickname of camp cook, Z.C. Blivens, who was called Zeese, and was known to make the strongest cup of coffee around. So we put it all back together, Bucky Walter and my apple to a T-Drix for ball chiggle and Zeese, means I telephone my girlfriend to go to a party for good food and coffee. Now, if you were a person from the city or a bright lighter, as boonters would say, you'd have a hard time if you came into town asking for directions. The boonters certainly had fun messing with outsiders and they loved to develop new words for the language. Now, as I mentioned before, one of the origin stories is that it was developed by adults to talk or harp about things that they didn't want their kids to understand. So it's no surprise that there are many boon words for body parts, bodily functions, sexual acts, and other salacious things. This is where we're going to get a little PG-13. Many of the boot words for body parts are phonemic reshapings of English words. Phonemic refers to the ability to manipulate individual sounds in a spoken word. For example, being comes from behind, easel comes from asshole, and prack comes from prick. Other words are a bit more colorful like squirrel ribby for an erect penis and yeast powder biscuit, which is used to describe female sexual organs swollen by erotic stimulation. Similarly, some words for bodily functions are also phonemic reshapings. Taish comes from to take a shit and tape comes from to take a piss. One of my favorite non-reshaped words is slider, which means to lay a silent fart. But the widest variety and most illustrated words refer to sexual acts and extramarital affairs. There are quite a few words for masturbation, including blooch, bat, and husk. And the one engaging in the act is called a bloocher, a batter, and a husker. 
Similarly, there's many words for sexual intercourse, including heel scratching, scrouge, ricky chow, which comes from the sound of noisy bed springs. But my favorite is burlapping. This word was coined when a young boonter surprised a store clerk having sex with a girl laying on a bale of burlap bags in the storeroom. He came out of the stockroom exclaiming to his friends, they're burlapping in there. The phrase fence jumping means to commit adultery, but it doesn't have the ring to it like the phrase to hit the Maldoon trail. To hit the Maldoon trail means to have an affair with a married woman. It comes from the word Maldoon, which is used to describe a large woman. One man was having an affair with a Maldoon and would try to ride to her house discreetly, but everyone in town knew what was up. The phrase Dom on the saddle horn is used to describe payment for sexual favors. Dom is the boon word for chicken meat, and this man was having an affair with a woman who loved chicken. So on his way to her cabin, he tied a chicken to his saddle horn. He definitely wasn't trying to be discreet. I'm telling you, this language is so entertaining to learn and to use if you understand it, and definitely not fun at all if you don't. It's no wonder that almost everyone in and around Boonville either spoke it fluently or they understood it because they didn't want to miss out on the gossip. However, all good things come to an end. As better roads were built, contact with the outside world increased, and many boonters left for other areas. Then the logging boom of the 1940s brought more outsiders to the valley, and the conditions that had allowed bootling to flourish disappeared and the use of the language also faded. Today, only a handful of old-timers speak the language, and it's very much in danger of becoming a lost language. Fortunately, there are those who are working to keep the language alive. The Anderson Valley Historical Museum has a room dedicated to the history of bootling. We looked out on our visit. The museum is usually not open during the week, but one of the members of the Historical Society was showing the grounds to someone looking for it as a wedding venue, and they were gracious enough to open the museum up for us and give us a tour. She told us that the Historical Society hosts events where some of those who still harp boot talk about the language and their efforts to preserve it. She also told us that some of the local high schoolers have taken an interest in reviving the language. I was able to purchase a bunch of books on bootling that I used for my research, and so I'm very, very grateful to have had that opportunity. We also swung by the Anderson Valley Brewing Company, which uses boot words for local places in the valley to name their beers like Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout and Boon Amber Ale. The motto of the brewery is Ball Hornin, which means good drinking, and it certainly was. The people there were super friendly and were so happy to know that we had taken an interest in the history of their town and their language. So if you ever find yourself japing on the pike to boon, stop in for some Ball Hornin. The boonters love to harp with bright lighters. I hope that after listening to this episode, you'll be able to figure that one out on your own. If not, shoot me a message and I'll let you know what it means but you'll owe me a Steinberg. I'm stoked to finally put this episode out. Like I said, I've been working on and off on this one for over two months, and it feels so good to finally set this baby free. I've had a lot of fun researching it and putting it together. I've also been teaching my friends and family some bootling, so I'm hoping that it catches on. If you want to learn more about bootling, Boomville or the Anderson Valley, I'll leave the list of books that I read in the description. I encourage you to purchase them from the Anderson Valley Historical Society. It will take a little longer, but you'll be helping them in their mission to preserve the history of the valley. 
I'll leave the link to their website in the description as well. Or better yet, make your way up there to pay them a visit on your next trip up to Northern California. Tour the museum and buy your books there. Just make sure to call ahead and bring cash. If you haven't checked out my video on Boontling yet, I'll also link to it below. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the California Agri Podcast. Make sure to subscribe here and to my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. I would really appreciate it. Until next time when we, because remember it's you and me, continue to explore the history that's in our own backyard that we call California. All right, talk to you soon.